Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Strap in and get ready. The leaders in NRL Supercoach are incoming. Bringing you the ultimate insight to help you win your leagues and climb up the rankings. You're now listening to the Insight NRL Show with your hosts, Brain, Metrics, and Whisperer. Yes, g'day guys. Welcome back. It is the Insight NRL show. It's the halfback episode. Pick Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. Thanks for watching. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm the SC Brain, joined by SC Matrix and SC Whisperer. How are you boys, Matrix? Uh, it's, I mean, we joke, don't we, about halfback being a very simple position, but it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not laughing. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I... I, I'm bringing a little bit of spice to it, um, but yeah, look, there's there's probably three really clear options with that. I don't think this is a year where we're going to be, you know, flirting with the ideas of your of your Sam Walkers like last year. We're not going to be chatting about Tanner Boyd or um, yeah, or any random cheapies really. Yeah, there's one. I wouldn't call him a random cheap. He's the third most owned. But yeah, we'll probably we'll have a chat about four players tonight. I think in depth, and then maybe we'll try and find some way to talk about someone else to drag the episode out to twenty minutes. But uh, as always, the show guys is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. Ryan from Hammond's Home Finance and Bonus Bank. Hit subscribe, like, follow, review, do all those things, and also join the Unlimited League. Uh, I'm going to skip through these very quickly. It's triple seven one four one. Don't muck around. Get in, win a ring, do all those things. And uh, boys, or and You're and Josh, wrong. first of all, is there any merit to actually going with anything other than two guns? What's what's your thoughts on halfback? There's four options I'm looking at, and that's and that's it really. Like out of the halfback pool, like last year, Sean Johnson was 450k. 
uh, this time last year. So that, that would have been nice to have this time around. But there's four guys I'm looking at, um, and there's three positions I want double guns, or at least, you know, premiums, which is fullback, halfback, and then maybe center wing, just with how much upside they have. So unless massive value presents itself, I'm not really looking at mid-rangers. It's sort of just either cheapish or double gun for me. It's going to be – we've gone from a massive podcast last ep to opposite. it's going to be very, very brief today. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of brief, we may as well move into the most owned. Josh, you want to kick us off the, the two obvious ones to get started? Absolutely. Um, surprising to me that Nathan Cleary is the most owned at 41.9%. I would have thought Hines with, um, you know, just the draw and him having a PCL and not playing in England eight days beforehand, but he is second at 34%. Aiden Caesar at, oh, what's that? My eyes are deceiving me, 13%. Richard Moses at uh, 8.9%. And then you've just got a handful of others. Luke Brooks, Chanel Harris-DeVita, Braden Trindle, Matty Burton, our preseason hero from last year. Sean Johnson and Tyrant Wishart. Shout out to Brett. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just got to add Bronson Garlic in there and it'd be Brent's team from last year, I reckon. What a, what a um, but Yeah. I mean, what are you thinking, boys? Like, There's a 7% disparity between Cleary and Hines. Like, they're the two standouts because you see that with... Caesar being the third most owned at nearly, you know, Heinz is three times more owned than Caesar. Uh, it shows you, and we'll, we'll go back and have a look at this, but, you know, to have it so top heavy, it, it's top heavy, but it's also under owned, I feel. I posted this on Twitter the other day. The fact that Cleary or Heinz are not at least 50% owned is, you know, really shocking. Yeah. I mean, Maddie, would you, uh, what are these people doing with, like, let's just say, for instance, you've got. 75% of people have the two of them, um, you know, but then you've got 60% of people that don't have Cleary, 70% that don't have Heinz. What, but then you look at the third to 10th owned and it's all really spread. So like, it must be people just having a crack at a bench half, maybe. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I look at some of these other names there and I'm not seeing tremendous cash generation either. Like if there was a 500k guy that had the upside of being maybe a 700k guy, I could be tempted on my bench. Um, if there was a 200k guy that I think could get to 500k, then I could be a bit more tempted. But I think Nico Hines is absolute must have. Um, I think you can make a case of fading Cleary for a few weeks, just a few weeks. Yeah, we're definitely not saying Cleary is uh, a guy to fade for the season. But yeah, Josh made a couple of good points about the World Club Challenge eight days before the season starts, uh, probably limited preseason, the knee injury that he played in the grand final with that now results in him not having a PCL at all. Like obviously from a, you know, that that's an NRL physio question more so. But yeah, I... It's a tricky one. So we'll do our best to try and, I mean, actually, it's not tricky at all. We'll do our best to try and give you a case as to why you can't pick Nathan Cleary. Maybe that's the conversation we probably need to have today. Um, but look, I think it's fair to say, Josh, that Nico Hines should be close to 100% owned. Yeah, I think so. It's it's also worth noting, I had a quick look um, from the positions that we've covered already. There are four players at Hooker that are over 10% owned. There are eight players over 10% owned in front row forward. There are 14 players over 10% owned at 2RF. And then your halfback, there's three. Um, and, I, and I think the top two are still under owned at over 30% each. So, 
Nico Hines, I, I assume the big dilemma with him is the fact that he relinquished goal kicking last year at times. He now has a more ball-dominant half in someone like a Braden Trindle. But even still having Trindle in his side, he still performed very well. Um, I think he averaged something like 92 at the back end of the season. Had one game where uh, against Penrith, everyone's going to score poorly against Penrith. He had a 22. But with Trindle in the side, he had 86, 155, 108, 127 to round out the season. Uh, and that was without goal kicking at parts of that as well. So the draw is immaculate compared to what we're getting for someone like Cleo. We're getting the Warriors, Bulldogs, Tigers, and Raiders, and then a bye, which coincides nicely because I think they're four pretty capable matchups. And then you don't have a dilemma with Cleary because he's pretty much him and your other two half fullbacks are your only captaincy options in round five. But I just think with that draw, the fact that we're pretty much uninterrupted up until round 16, apart from the early bye. Um, I don't know if he's going to play Origin. It's It seems like if he was going to do it for a longer period of time, it would have happened by now. New coach is always a little bit concerning, but with these major buy rounds, boys, and this is something that's worth noting as well, we don't need a halfback because the way the scoring changes now is it's just your best seven, your best 13. So it's not like your best players on the, on the park. You, you don't need a halfback. You can play a halfback down and still hold these guys injury-free for the entire season. Yeah, very good point. I mean, we're, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time in these previews, Maddie, looking at the first 12 rounds, right, leading up to Origin, but we do need to think of these guys like Nico and Cleary and Payne Haas and Pappenhausen and Turbo and, you know, all of these guns yeah. in our teams, they're pro- we're probably going to try and hold them all year. Yeah, and there's a case for Nico Hines that even when he drops cash, you just keep him. Um I think Trindle only affects him in fantasy. And I know this is a super coach podcast and I hate to be bringing up, you know, draft and, and fantasy and that sort of stuff all the time. But where kick meters is a thing, Trindle might pick and play a little bit more and take that away from Nico, but that doesn't affect super coach. Honestly, Nico's still got Nico outside him. Um, there's not a world where I won't start without Nico. Um, Cleary, that's that's another question. Before we, so yeah, yeah. First of all, I completely agree. Um, as long as Nico's touching the ball twenty out, I don't give a shit what Trindle's doing. Um, that doesn't bother yeah. me as long as Nico's the guy twenty out from the try line. So, um, before we we touch on Cleary, because look, you, you've mentioned a few compelling arguments so far as to why we could potentially look at someone else or, or fade him. But uh, before we do, we've got a pretty cool thing coming up that. I'm gonna. I've got to give Josh props on this one for coming up with this because it's. Uh, I don't think it's been done. Uh, so we're gonna launch it very soon, and I'm sure everyone watching has considered themselves a good super coacher. Um, but the question now becomes: Are you the best super coacher? Uh, we're not just talking NRL. We're talking all four super coach sports now. For the first time ever, we're gonna find out who the best in the world is at super coach with the Insight Supercoach World Cup. So NRL, AFL, BBL, and NBL, all four Supercoach sports over the next 12 months, your rank is going to be counted as a percentage of the total players across all four sports. Uh, it's only going to be 10 bucks to enter as well, next to nothing really. Just throw your hat in the ring and have a crack. Uh, we get a 1,000 people in there. That's 10 grand as a prize pool. So there's plenty of money to be won. If my maths is correct, we're going to pay out the top 10 players. Uh, they're going to be paid out at the end of the NBL season next year, 24-25. So basically, you've got a crack to show that you're the best super coacher 
in Australia or in the world, basically, uh, if you can dominate all four sports. And, and Josh, this was a little bit of a uh, kind of project of yours. Yeah, I've always thought about it. Like, I'm no BBL expert. I'm no NBL expert. But at least gives a little bit of spice to what, you know, puts put something on the line, have the bragging rights to be the best at Supercoach, not just NRL, not just, you know, your chosen sport. Pretty much, yeah, really, really excited to, to have this running. The way the scoring works is, let's say there's 100,000 people that play super, NRL Supercoach and you come 10th, you'd be 0.001%. Um, you know, if you came 20th out of 200,000, you know, you're 0.001%. And you just multiply, you just uh, addition those together until you get all four of the sports put together. So it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, test yourself against people. I like to think of it as like an Olympic decathlon. You're going to have your strength, you're going to have your weaknesses, and it's about working out where they're at. Um, but yeah, it's something I've been thinking about for a little bit and probably didn't have the time nor effort to do it myself. So glad that I can uh, unload my ideas onto you guys and let, and let you guys run with them. So uh, really keen, AFL starting in less than a month, NRL starting in less than a month. And then it gives you plenty of time to prepare for BBL uh, and the NBL as well at the end of the season. I think and, it's uh, AFL that's going to fuck me over. On that one, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I actually. legit like don't know anyone. Um, I listened to to Mick and uh, and the boys last year a little bit and like tried to make changes off them, <laughs> but it was just so hard to keep up with. There's just so many players. I don't know any of their names outside of the Brisbane Lions, the mighty Brisbane Lions. Uh, always been a massive fan. Um, yeah, <laughs> don't you just pick a bloke named Darcy? There's like 300 of them. So yeah, yeah, the blokes with the mullet, <laughs> with the sandy yeah. blonde mullet. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the beauty of it is we run we we do podcasts for all four sports, you know, and and we like to say that we do pretty well across all four. So uh, if you need a hand with any of those, you can. There's some great creators out there as well, aside from us, that do some awesome content. So look, there's plenty of support out there. But give it a crack. You know, imagine being able to say you're the best in the world at Supercoach. That's pretty cool. So I, I haven't we, seen I anything. We organize a trophy. Either. I reckon we organize a trophy and we get some engraving done onto it. And 100%. yeah, to, to have it in your Twitter bio, to have it in your Instagram bio, that you are the, the best Supercoach player in the world, that would be a, a big flex. I definitely put that on my Tinder profile. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Hop in the Discord if you want to know more, or just hit us up on DMs individually or at Inside F Sports wherever you wherever you follow us, and we'll chat. And that's not limited to Inside Unlimited members either. That's open to to whoever wants to be a part of it. So it's a free for all basically. And also, we love Supercoach, you know. And at the end of the day, you want more people playing it, more people enjoying it, more people watching podcasts, engaging in content. Um, so it's a win for everyone, basically. Um, is Nathan Cleary a win for everyone, Josh? Because, you, I mean, you've said a couple of things so far in the pod that maybe there you could fade him potentially. He's up, but it's he's a risky, underpriced. It's, it's risky business. He's underpriced if you want to look at it. So he had that hamstring injury, uh, only played 17 minutes. Apart from that, played over 80 minutes every game. Um, you take out that hamstring game and he averaged 92 and a half. So it's not a huge amount of value, but it's still three and a half points. And that sort of goes into this point with Cleary and Hines. Like, are we saying we talk about all these other guys about how much value they possess and how much money they're going to make you? These guys are not making you cash. You're buying them at value. You're probably going to lose money on them. But if you lose 80k over the course of a season, I'd much rather lose 80k and have two set and forget guys all season long. If you were going to fade one of them, I would fade Cleary. Considering the eight day turnaround from the rugby league world, uh, world club challenge, it's not a great draw to start the season. It's a long stopover flight. 
just eight days before, had the PCL removed, which I'm not a physio, but I pay NRL physio a lot of money each year. I also listen to a lot of his content. It's not a huge thing for him at this age. GI played without uh, PCL. It, it, it hindered him later on in his career, um, but still so early. Uh, clearly will be fine. It's a narrative thing. Do you think Luai gets more ball now he's done? Do you think he gets less ball now that he's done? Like, what happens? He gets Talon May back on the left-hand side. Now, Talon May is not Stephen Crichton, um, but he's also still a very good strike weapon. Uh, Sorensen and Martin both solidify themselves as, like, pretty much long-term edges for these guys. It just feels like they're churning at middles left, right, and center. I mean, Lindsay Smith really stepped up last year and really took, took him on, on a 40-minute roll. You're going to have someone like uh, Henry come in and fill that void that Lenyu's left. Like, they're just churning at talent. Nothing is stopping Cleary from continuing to do what he does. Penrith have been dominant for three years. It's a tall, it's a tall ask to, make, to have them win four in a row, but they're going to go very fucking close. 100%. What are your thoughts, Matty? Because uh, you've got a interesting-looking team at the moment that might uh, not have this Panther. Yeah, I don't have a Cleary. Like, I have a look at the eight-day turnaround. Um, I have a look at the price. I have a look at Melbourne, Para, Broncos, Sydney, Manly, buy, and then it really opened up with, like, the West Tigers and the Cowboys. I just – I want some cash generation – I had a look at the matchups and I'm probably going to be captaining somebody other than Cleary every other week with the strike weapons that I've spent a lot of money at fullback uh, with Nico Hines, a lot of those others. So I'm not looking at Cleary double points, any of these matchups. I just, it's a risk. I think it's a worthy risk for me. Could it bite me in the ass and could I be, 25,000th come round six because I don't have Cleary. Could I be moving heaven and earth two minutes before the season because Appy Coruscant is a kicker now? Um, that could absolutely <laughs> be the case. I've actually made plans to get Nathan Cleary if I need to. But at this stage, I'm running Nico Hines, no Nathan Cleary. And it's the draw. It's the short turnaround. It's the injuries. It's maybe a little bit of a syndrome. You know, maybe they don't need to win the first couple games. Maybe he'll just ramp up. Maybe they're still working things out with with Luai. And um, I know he's played with Luai for a long time. Um, but, you know, there's going to be some feelings there. Um, there's, you know, teammates are going to be looking at Luai a little bit differently now that he's committed to leave. I think it's a really weird situation. Um, but, yeah, look, I think the Panthers will be a contender this year. I will own Nathan Cleary at some time, but right now I don't. And come round one, I don't think I will. Let me ask you this. Will either of you captain Cleary or Hines in round one, considering the Sharks have the Warriors away and the Panthers have Melbourne Storm at Amy Park? Would you look at captain? Uh, the way that my team is structured right now, Clear, uh, Hines is captained and Ponga is vice-captained. So I think you can rule out Cleary for captains in the first five rounds. And I understand what Matrix is saying. Um, while he was talking, I literally just ran numbers on my second screen. Cleary in his first five games um, against this, the same opponents, taking his average scores against all of them, averages 73.8 against those five teams, if you sort of have a look at them all together, which is, it would be a 16-point drop-off, 15-point drop-off. And I understand that. My big dilemma is... Cleary's going to get 75 at worst. The next man we talk about is probably the only other option that, that I look at. 
you have to have a lot fucking go right here for his way to to get to 80. And then you're going to have to find 200K. Because, like, when you look at the Tigers at home in round six, like, that's when you need him. 100%. You will have to move heaven. Oh, sorry, round seven. You'll have to move heaven and earth to get him in six weeks. Because if you don't own him, it's it's a very nervous watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, we This screams... Nico Hines round for 2023, where we, we have the decision after the buyer to go, oh, can we hold off? Maybe his break even ends up being 160 or, or whatever. And we're like, oh, maybe we'll wait another week. And he, he comes out and hits 170. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. 100%. There's every chance that he just comes out and destroys him. So uh, I have both at the moment. I just feel like it's one less headache for my team. I know there's a lot of cash. There's two mil basically or 1.9 mil in locked up in my halves. But for good reason, these guys are the two best halves and probably two best super coach players in the competition. I know it's a tall, I know it's a tall ask, but he played Melbourne once last year and scored a hundred and four. They played them in round one. Like I'm not saying it's going to happen because Melbourne round one yeah. are just like the greatest team of all time. Um, but he does have pedigree against you know these top sides. Funnily enough, out of like those sides, he actually has the worst average against Parramatta. He's played 12, 12 games for an average of fifty nine. So actually has the Shit. worst average against Parramatta out of all those teams. And that drags that you know overall average that we spoke about down. Um, it's just when I opened up the app, I don't care what I had to do. If I had to sacrifice a Harry Grant, if I had to sacrifice a Payne Haas, it was just clearing Hines locked and loaded. And I think a big factor of that is, is the buys boys. Like round 13, 16, 19, you don't need a halfback anymore. You don't need a, a full squad. You just need 13 names. Yeah. So... You're a very brave man to fade him. I can understand why. I, I do think he loses cash over the first five rounds. And I can't sit here and say, Harry Grant's a bad buy because he's going to lose so much value to start with when I have the same opinions of Nathan Cleary. Like, I still think Cleary is overpriced based on his draw and based on factors that haven't been considered, such as being on the other side of the world, missing, you know, having off-season knee surgery. Like, all these things aren't factored into the price. And I still think he's overpriced by maybe 10 points to start the season. But fuck, if he still puts up 80 points, are you really going to sit there and complain? Not at all. We need to also think, yeah, everyone's talking about value to start the season when you're building your squad, and it makes sense to do that. But you've also got to think about points, right? Like, well, how much of a points hit are you going to take? How, how far behind are you going to be w- without running him to start? Well, that's, um, so that's, that, that, if, you're, if your team value is 12 million, so if you start the season with a 12 million team value, no one fucking cares if you rank 80K with a team value of 15 million. Like, cool, well done. You've you've lost. You need to find that balance. And I just don't think halfback, apart from one man, I don't think halfback's the position to be trying to get too tricky and, and looking for, for value. I agree. I And also, we, we look at center wing, and there's a fair bit of value there. Like, there's a lot of cheapies, a lot of guys predominantly that you could, you'd be happy to start um, at center wing. We'll talk about them, obviously, in a later episode. But then we look back to the episode we just did with 2RF, and there's so many mid-range to cheap options in that 2RF that it can enable you to get Cleary and Hines without really having to look at your team and go, oh, I fucking hate that. So, yeah, I, I think it... Uh, Brent's asked a question in the Discord, and um, he said, is there a way in which that you could go without Cleary or Hines or even without both? Uh, I think he is insane if you went out without both. Anyone's crazy, insane to go without both. Crazy without both. I understand without Cleary. I can understand without Cleary. If you showed me a team without both, fuck. It'd have to be a team with like Marzu, Osako, Karat. Like you'd have to have top, top center wings to make it even viable. Tino and Payne Haas in the front row, then Cam Murray and David Fafita. Yeah. 
Um, you probably could afford all of them, to be honest. <laughs> you could, I was about to say. That's the only up. way you can afford it. It's, yeah. yeah, it's nearly two mil locked up just at halfback, so you'd be able to do a shit ton with it. But, like, I wouldn't know if I, – I don't know if I could well, – the problem is, like, if you don't go without both, you're going with a Moses who will touch on. Yep. But then at that stage, because, like, it's not like – if Caesar didn't have the buy-in round one, you could be like, all right, maybe there's a world where we start with Caesar as a halfback one. But he has a buy-in round one, so you then have to, have to rely on your bench halfback. And then if you're paying up for Moses, it's like, well, fuck, do I just find the extra 150K and get Cleary or Hines? I don't think you do. Moses is nearly too good for super coach. He needs to be 500k for me to consider over how good Nico and Cleary are. Yep. Agreed. Can can I just have a look before we move on to go? So I've got Caesar. I think I've alluded to that a hundred times. My new draft team, and I'm not going to do a 45 second video where I touch my nipples and let you know that my team's name's Caesar Salad, but um, my team's name's Caesar Salad in, uh, in draft. But, Look, I would have to go Payne Haas down to Ruben Cotter. I'd have to go Angus Crichton down to enough. I'd have to go Jaden Campbell down to KO Weeks to go Cleary instead of Caesar. I feel like do you boys down think to that's worth it? No. I the, minute you said, the minute you said enough and we're, we'll be at round one, no. Yeah. So when you said, yeah. Uh, if, so do you need like a bottom dollar guy? Yeah, yeah. Bottom. Do- I've already got Dylan Egan. Um, uh, so I will probably have a bottom dollar guy, but I'd need to go basically a 400K guy. I've got five of them. I'd have to yeah. go a 400K guy down to a 200K guy. I'd have to go Payne Haas down to Ruben Cotter, and I'd have to go Jaden Campbell down to Weeks. Campbell to Weeks, Weeks. is fine. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still like but 50k I, short, so I'd have to go. Maybe I'm dropping a lot of my team tonight. I'd have to go a hammer down to a 550k guy. Mate, is this just a, you, a new team real podcast? Like by the sounds of it, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. But like, that's half all the, team the moves. Team building 101 podcast. That's what that's what it is right now. But that's all the downgrades I'd have to go to get Cleary into my team, and I'm not sure when you add all of that up. Due to the fact that I'm not going to captain Cleary for six weeks, a Caesar to him is worth it. You just need to – the danger for me now becomes how do I find 600K to get him in? Mm. And that's that's the question you need to ask in round six. You're going to be making a lot of sacrifices with the moves leading up to that buy, knowing that I need to either have massive bank or Caesar needs to have probably a better start than Nico Hines to be able to have enough cash to then make it an, an easy stepping stone to get to Cleary. So that's the danger that you take with with not starting with him is you've got to find the cash to get him at around six or seven. Um, boys, before we jump in, we'll talk about Caesar and we'll talk about Moses in a little bit more depth. Before we do that, the show, of course, is brought to you, as always, by the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently, measuring the perfect pour, keeping your beers cold, keeping your coffee hot. You can go to the standardsqueeze.com is the website. Use the code INSIGHT15 in the little promo section there to get yourself 15% off everything on there. Aiden Caesar. Now, Josh, in, when we talked to West Tigers and we did your initial team reveal podcast in episode one of the, the preseason, um, you had some pretty compelling stats for, for Aiden Caesar when it was centered around goal kicking. So yeah. can you share those again? Do you have them? 
I think and I think that's that's where his value presents itself. If we, you know, see him in trial week two, take the T, he becomes a much more viable option. If he doesn't, then just put the red line through him. But for anyone that didn't want to go back and listen to some very, very early preseason dribble, Aiden Caesar is obviously no stranger to the to the NRL. He has been here before. He left in 2019 and went over to the Super League. Um, but I will read you his averages from 2012 up until 2019. And I'll just go year by year. So 40, 60, 48, 60, 35, 42, 35, 38. Now, that last chunk doesn't sound great. The two seasons that stand out were 2013 and 2015, where he averaged 60 points each. And they were the two seasons that he was the main goal kicker. Now, remember, he was at the Raiders behind Jared Croker, an absolute gun with the boot. When he was given the task of being the main goal kicker, he averaged 60 points in both games. Now, that was 10 years ago. The body is not what it used to be. We understand that. In saying that, he is priced at only a 30... I've got it written down here. He is priced at only a 37. Three. Th- sorry, a, 30, a 33. 33.7. So even if he doesn't goal kick, he is at value. So when we add the goal kicking on it, it's going to get better. Now, I know what you're saying. The Tigers suck. Yep, cool, whatever. Now, the Tigers have never been worse in the last three years from 2020, 2021, 2022. In saying that, they still scored 71 tries a season on average. Now, if you take Caesar's career goal kicking, um, looking through the Super League, looking through his NRL seasons, he averages about 84%. So if you look at how much a goal kick is worth, take away what a goal kick missed is worth, um, it adds about nine points straight away, just in value. Um, so if we're saying, I've got it written, I probably should have been more prepared. I thought we were doing Moses, so I was um, well out of this. So Caesar, his NRL average without goal kicking was 30, 39.6 without goal kicking. So let's just say 40. So he's priced at 33, averaging 40 without the goal kicking, add nine points for goal kicking, that's 49 points. Now, do we buy into the stock that he's the main playmaker and the Tigers are on the up? If we give him, say... Five points. Let's let's say he averages forty-five points a game, priced at a thirty-two. That's thirteen points. That's more than like I'm predicting for someone like Pierre Cora, who is massively off the charts. So, yeah. the problem with him is the round one buy and the uncertainty with the goal kicking. But I think if he averaged forty-five points, I would not be shocked. Yep. Now I know that forty-five points is not great, but if you're wanting to have Haas, Grant, Karaz, Marju. You need to sacrifice somewhere, and if we could, if we can get fifteen points of value while sacrificing, I think that's great. And I guess then you look at what can I do with the extra? There's what six hundred thousand roughly on average. Um, so you look at okay, how can I distribute that six hundred k across my team to become better in terms of total points than I would have had if I had Cleary? So if you're saying Caesar has what forty, let's say forty five points at worst, right? Um, what do we think Cleary averages in the first five to six rounds? Like maybe 73, I think you said, if he, if we worked off that uh, initial average of the teams that he plays. So we're looking for 35 points of value roughly across that 600K, which is very easy to find. If you're going up from a Taylor May to a Greg Marju, or you're going, you know, from Xavier Savage up to Jermaine Asako or something like that, like I think it's very easy to be able to find that those points. Pretty quickly. Flegler, Flegler to a Tino, um, yep. Pierre Cora to a Murray. Like you, you compound these things. It's not one play. You do it over a couple. And yep. hell, let's go back to the hooker podcast that we had, Matrix. You know, we're looking at Harry Grant maybe averaging 70 to a Brennan Hands that's averaging 50. 
And there's 20 points as well. And there's an extra, you know, motto you can do with it. And what Braino said before is, yeah, it's nice to have team value, but you also need to have points. So look at how you can divvy up those points um, with the money you've got. And if you can go from a Pia Cora to a Murray, a Flegler to a Tino, a May to a Mazu, I think you've made your, your, your bank back there as well. And you've also, if you're not captaining, if you're not captaining Cleary, then you don't need him. If that's the way you want to look at it, you don't need to have a guy in there if you're not looking at captaining him and you can have all these other upside guys. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matty, you're the guy with Aiden Caesar in your team. And I mean, I, we, we've spoken a fair bit in the preseason and, and you've been really unsure about it in terms of like maybe getting FOMO around Cleary and going, fuck, he's so good. Yeah. Like we, we know what Cleary can do, but have we sold you on holding Caesar? Cause I honestly, you've maybe kind of talked me out of holding Cleary. Honestly, looking, I don't looking want to be responsible when Cleary turns up round one, by the way. No, no, it's all on your head. No, but, but looking at the stats, like, yeah, I do expect a Payne Haas or a Tino to score that much better than a Cotter. I do expect, like I was just toying and I had a little bit of money in the bank. Like I do expect, Cam Murray to be that much better than say a Piakura. Like I do expect, you know, um, having a, these other guys in my team to make that money because I think 50 is realistic for Caesar. And I'm not even talking about points. I'm talking about the fact that he could be worth 500 K in six weeks and I can, I can move him on. I can move heaven and earth. I can downgrade a gun and just get Cleary in when he's a guy that I want to captain. And yes, it might be planning for a few weeks, but I do a super coach podcast. I'm going to be doing the research. I'm going to be doing the planning. I'm not going to get to round six, have, you know, however many trades I have. What, what, how many trades do we get a week? Three? I'm not going to have two trades. Two and then Sorry, five boosts, I think. One, yeah, point like I'm, seven, I'm not going to one boost seven trades exactly yeah. per week. I'm not going to boost one week and like not have any money in the bank the week I want Cleary. It's going to be, you know what, banking 100K here. Hey, this guy looks okay. He's 400K. I've got Sean Bloor that's now 500K. Let's start banking some cash, moving, start working my way towards Cleary um, because, yeah, I'm going to be generating the points in some other positions with that money. Yep. yep. There's, a, there's a compelling argument for him. Um, boys, before we move on to Mitch Moses, who's, and there's another compelling argument for potentially where we've got to give a shout out. The show is brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead from Hammond's home finance himself. 
interest rates that keep going up. You know, they've actually held off at the moment, which is fantastic. Thank you to the RBA. But um, I'm sure everyone's still wondering whether you can afford your own home, uh, whether you can afford the next place you're looking at. You don't have to worry. You can hit Ryan up. Let him know that we sent you. He'll give you a confidential lending assistance. Absolutely no obligation. So you just talk to him about your situation. Let him know what you're looking for and he will do all the legwork for you. He's got uh, access to over 50 lenders as well on panel. So you don't have to negotiate with the big banks or the little ones. He'll do it all for you. So hit him up. Uh, the Instagram is Hammond's Home Finance. And uh, if, you, if you're an old school person and you love an email, it's ryanhageateganwealth.com. Moses, personal. Maddie. Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. Uh, Mitch Moses, Matty. Now, when we look at the draw, we've talked about the Eels. We've talked about Sean Lane. We've talked about deal bags. We've talked about these guys that were like, oh, we like their draw. So does that still apply to Mitch Moses? I hate Mitch Moses. Um, <laughs> I got it. I got him last year. And um, then suddenly he rolls through and plays <laughs> and plays Origin. Like it just, <laughs> just ruined me. But look, 695k the upside's there i think we've talked so much about the fact that we want dill bags in our team and i don't think you can have both what do you think josh i i don't like having both the eels playmakers either that's probably what's deterring me from this option personally Mm. also the numbers don't stack up very well boys we talk about uh, him having a golden draw. Now, if you look at the first six rounds, and that's what I'm looking at because by round six, you're pivoting, or by round seven, you're pivoting to Cleary. Yep. He's played uh, 81 games against this top first six. Uh, he has a career average of 55 and a half. That's not okay. good. So uh, he averages 65 in 19 games against the Bulldogs. He averages 49 across 15 games against Penrith. He averages 53 across 12 games against Manly. Averages 76 across 12 games against the Tigers. So that's the first game where he's above his average. Everything else is below. Averages 39 across 12 games against the Raiders and 51 across 11 games against the Cowboys. So for as much of a flat track bully that he is, I am not expecting the Bulldogs in round one to just roll over. Um, if there's Look, if this was the Bulldogs in round 21, yeah, the dogs might just pack in and give up. But round one, you know, everyone morale's high. Defense is pretty good in round one. Like it's probably the yeah. the worst attacking week that you're gonna have. Penrith in week two, you never want to play Penrith at all. Uh Manly, yes, you can go hit or miss. Um, they can turn it on defensively sometimes. They can be shocking the others, but you know, fifty three average across twelve games. The Tigers, yes, we we expect him to to do bits against the Tigers in round four. Um Nico is on a bye. Uh, Cleary still has a shit draw. I haven't looked at what the fullback rotation looks like. So round four does look appealing. 39 in 12 games against the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are going to be very bad defensively. I think they will be very poor attackingly because they have no one apart from Hudson Young. But they don't have much. They haven't lost much in. <laughs> they haven't lost much in defense. And Ricky is a renowned defensive coach. And the Cowboys, you know, Todd Payton knows how to run defensive ship. So 55.5 in 81 games. It's a decent sample size. And he's priced at a 68. So it's it's not great. Not great reading. I'm not touching him. I d- you don't have to talk me out of it. I'm, he's, I'm, he's not going anywhere near my team. Um, and look, I understand why, because he's got the goal kicking, para have a nice draw, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's got 21 in base, which is pretty ordinary for a halfback. I mean, we look at Nico and, and um, Nathan Cleary. They've got 27 and 26 in base. So, I mean, five points less in base doesn't seem like a big deal, but we know how low Mitch Moses can go. Like, he's, the man just plays limbo. 
on the NRL field for a living, you know, because one, one day he'll get seven and the next game he'll go out and get you a hundred. And that's still an average of 50. So like mm. you, you, you're going to get the highs and lows with Mitch Moses. One game he'll come out and he'll do fuck all the next game. Everyone will be saying, Oh, Mitch Moses, greatest player ever. Cause he got 110 against the Tigers. So I, I just think it's a complete fade. I, I think it's a bad move. And what, what's he, uh, what's he own? 8.9, 9% owned. So I think definitely that's not high. popular. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've both admitted that Nico should be a hundred percent owned and he's only at 40. So <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, that there's a bit of room there. Parramatta play the Tigers in round four, which is the, the best matchup to play um, yep. him as a captain. Turbo plays the Dragons. Uh, the oh. Bunnies play the Dogs. So if you have Latrell, you know, there they're, thereabouts. Um, and then who else is good? The the Knights play the Warriors, so KP could be a little bit affected there. The Sharks play the Raiders. Um, we just said the Raiders defensively are pretty good. But if you own – if you – uh, someone like myself, who Tom Trevojevic is not leaving your side regardless. Like Tom Trevojevic could come out in crutches and a moon boot and you could tell me his ACL snaps and I'd still start with him. Like there's not a world where I can captain him. I, I can captain um, Moses. And we've already said that Hines should be 100% owned. So if you are running the Hines and Cleary, uh, the Hines and Moses combination, like to me, this screams VC on Turbo, captaincy on on Nico. I can't pay a million bucks for Nico and not have some kind of captaincy on him, even though it is the Tigers, you know, Monday, April 1st, four o'clock, Combank. The stars aligned there, but he's still on the averages at 76. Um, I just think there's better captaincy options in the only week that really stands out for him. Yep. Um, Matty, question for you from uh, Matt Granger. A question from Matt to Matt. So this is, this is fitting. How many less points uh, does Moses or SJ get? than Cleary and Hines. So this person potentially fading both. Uh, Moses and SJ versus Cleary and Hines. How many less points over the first five or so games before that kind of Hines-Cleary buy uh, do you think that you're going to miss? Look, an average between the two of them, 32.5. Okay. So you're going to miss, you mean per game? Is that what we're talking about? No, no. points per game? No, no. Like, oh, I think that there's a world where Cleary and Hines are getting hundreds and these guys are getting what 65s yeah I, I do think i do think moses is good like and i do think that even though he's up and down um you know what there is a case for him and i do think sj is good i'm just not paying 800k for sj and yes we're scarred by the fact that he was 450k last year and yes i might have a punt on him in one of my draft competitions because i love sj um but yeah, I'd say you're losing at least 32 points each per game. So that's 60 between the pair. And you're going to captain one. So that's 90 for that week. Um, yep. Yeah. And this is a salary cap competition. That's it. That's what we need to remember. You want to pay, what, one point? What's the math? Uh, we're paying 700 for Moses. We're paying 800 for SJ. That's one point, what, seven, eight, 15? You're paying 1.5 mil versus 1.8 mil. You're saving 300k on those two. For like, two you... massively inferior options. 100%. It's not like we're splitting Massive. hairs here. It's not like, it's not like you know, there's maybe five points in it. Like, I just had a quick look at SJ and his first six. Um, he only averages over 70 points against two of those teams. That's 71 and, 77, 71 and 73. Um, so it's not like he has a, an amazing draw based on his historic performances. 
I've also been on record to say that I'm not a huge Warriors guy. Um, I want to see it backed up again. Uh, worth noting, though, it's nothing relevant, but SJ's played 18 games against the Titans and averages 92. <laughs> like, good sample size. Great average. <laughs> mm. I just had a quick look. Holy fuck. Yeah, okay. It's just a shame that he is a half. Nothing by the Titans. Yeah, yeah. No, if Andrew Webster just wanted to slide him to 5'8 this year just to look after us super coaches at the position change, that would be fantastic because it could be could be a shout at 5'8 for That's sure. That's the thing. But, like, um, like, everything went well for SJ last year. Like, it was perfect for SJ. Can he improve? No. Like, he just he won't improve on it. He's older. And I just, if anything, like, it just reverts back to, to where he was at. Like, his averages, 68, 53, 43, 78. Like, it was a 35-point increase. And we've said it before in this pod, like, only Garrick and Hines have backed, the, backed that up like from a massive jump consistently and then we're much younger. I don't know. I'm just, I'm worried about SJ. Just, yeah. I think we all just want him to do well because it's SJ. We're like all just hanging oh, on yeah, to this kind of, I fucking just hope this guy comes out and kills it again. It's just too much of a risk. It's not That's 2011 it anymore. Yeah. And like you're going not, against, you're going against Cleary or Hines to do it. It's just, uh, if, there was a dual position somewhere and you could fit Clary or H- you could fit Hines at fullback like you could a couple of years ago. Yeah, fucking oath. Oh. Go SJ. Go SJ at halfback and have yeah. Hines at fullback. But you're just competing against two of the best options. You just can't, which is, which is disappointing. Three, he's got 350 super coach points through desire. Honestly, like yep. desire to be better, desire right. to make the Warriors better. Put that, yeah, put that on a bumper sticker because, uh, yeah, it's just not going to happen again. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately. Boys, we've got a couple of players that we'll quickly touch on. I know that there is some ownership and some relevance in conversation with these guys. Before we do, though, the show is brought to you also by Bonus Bank, Australia's number one match betting site. You can go to bonusbank.com.au. Use the code INSIGHT. Get yourself 25% off your first month. Start making some tax-free and some risk-free cash uh, with one of their premium subscriptions. And you can also create a free account and just wander around, check out the website. Um, I know I have, and it's uh, some pretty cool stuff. You learn a, a fair bit from their tutorials on how to take advantage of those different match betting scenarios. So go and check out Bonus Bank. Boys, we've talked about SJ. We can move on from him. I mean, look, Sam Walker, there's a little bit of love floating around on social media for Sam Walker as a bit of a kind of comeback season. Is there any kind of relevance there, Josh, for you for Sam Walker? Or is he more of a draft asset? We said not two episodes ago, the Roosters have, if not one of the worst draws um, and Sammy Walker is a not a he's not Dylan Brown in the base department, is he? He needs those attacking stats. And um, as much as all three of us rate the Roosters this year, I, I want to see it before I can pay up for Sammy Walks. So uh, not for me. Definitely in drafts. Always, always a always an admirer of Sammy Walks in the fourth round of drafts. But um, no, not for me. Uh, anything to add, Matty? Oh, he might be a 500k stepping stone in. Four weeks from Caesar to Walker trying to get my way back to Cleary or something. But yeah, not not for round one. Yep. Keep walking. What about Jaden? What about Jaden Sullivan? Because there was a bit of talk around him. He was actually in my first um iteration of my my team. Uh just uh, open the app, kind of have a look and go, Oh, he could be all right. But then obviously you change to Caesar pretty quickly when you look at uh when you look at it a bit deeper. But uh Jaden Sullivan is still in some teams at the moment. Uh anything to add? Maddie, is there any love there? Much point talking about Sullivan? Not really. I'd, uh, I know we're only going to find out round two, 
But would you be surprised if it's Caesar and uh, Finu instead of Sully anyway? Oh, it's, I'm, I'm really hoping so, Josh. Like, how good would it be to see Latu Finu line up in round one? The future. Um, no, the people that still have Sullivan in their teams must have just bought new phones over the Christmas break and forgot to download, re-download the app. Like, no, just get Caesar. If you're going to go with Tigers half, if you're going to put yourself through the fucking pain and the misery of having a Tigers half, get the cheaper <laughs> one that has the goal kicking. Yeah, <laughs> well said. Three more. DCE, the guy that everyone fucking buys at some point during the year. He somehow He'll be there. finds his way into people's teams. Boys, we'll be sitting here round 18 after Origin going, <laughs> we need a pod. Fuck DC is 2% owned. <laughs> Turbo's like gone down Alicolato. again. So Turbo's gone down again. We need some manly cover. Like, oh, don't put that uh, out into for, the not universe. For no, I, I no. can't. I can't. I don't want to have too many manly spines. I just want to have the best one, and that's Turbo. So, yep. yeah, no, nothing. Um, Boys, what what are people, what are 8.2% of people doing with Luke Brooks? What is what is going on? A- am I it's... Am I just in some kind of bubble? Like, I get it. He's going to be a great signing for Manly from a footy standpoint, but he is priced at a 55. Kieran Foran in Turbo's fucking 144 season average, like 43, 44. Like, come on. Like, what What are we doing here? I think it's hope. You know what it is? It's it's them going, Luke Brooks needed to leave the Tigers. It, it was a good fit. He now gets to play alongside. The, the narrative is he gets to play alongside DCE, origin halfback. Um, and, and that's fine. No, he they're on the opposite he ends of the field. No, he doesn't get to play alongside with D- DCA. He gets to He's play on the other side with, with DCA shadow. Yep. Like that's what it, it's turbo. It's DCA, and then oh sure, Luke, you can you can touch the ball once a set if you want. Like, what are we doing? Like, if he was if he was priced at like a forty, I'd be much more receptive to it, and I'd probably have him at a five eighth. But like, he is priced at fifty five. That's coming off the back of being the man at the Tigers when we sucked. And we just said, fuck it. Just do whatever you want. And come on, man. You've got to do, like, Matty, you've got to do better when you've got Isaiah Papali'i on your hip. Like, mm. the guy's a gun. Isaiah Papali'i is a good player. Good second row. Good edge back rower. Well, and and Luke Brooks then probably, I think his scores regressed at that point when Papali'i went to his side. Like, I'm, I'm sure you agree with us on this one. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't touch him with a... 10-foot pole at risk of using every analogy I know. As much as I love um, as much as I love Corey Waddell and Ben Trevojevic, they're not sort of um, – they're not Hammer Olakowatu, are they? They're not uh, real game-breaking uh, options. No, they're not. They're not. But I tell you what, if Burbo's lining up on the left edge, that's going to be a conversation we'll be having in the centre wing <laughs> podcast. So uh, oh, look forward I'll to that all one. Over, but, like, but from like – like if we actually try and analyse – if we try and give some kind of analysis Analyze. from Luke Brooks, like, yeah, that too. Like, where the fuck are his points coming from? Like, people are like, oh, yeah, but he'll just put Turbo over. Sure. Turbo's going to get more try assists than he gets tries. Like, yeah. come on. Like, they've got Garrick in the centers now as well. Like, do you really think Anthony Seabold's sitting there in fucking December being like, oh, man, we've signed Luke Brooks. Let's build our offense around Luke Brooks. Mm. Like, Brooks averages 43 points this year. Clip that up. And, and make yep. me look like a mug. But, like, if everything went fucking well for Luke Brooks, he averages 55. He is at value. Do you really want to be paying 550K for a gamble that you don't lose money? No, not a chance. Sorry. No, very, not very a chance. Passionate Doesn't about, make sense. Very, very passionate about the anti-Luke Brooks stand. Not because I'm a, I'm a hater. He left the Tigers. Like, I'm glad to see him gone. I want the best. You sound thing. like a hater. 
So a few extra decibels in the voice there when we started talking about Luke Brooks, that's for sure. I'm just like, I'm just seeing 8.2%. Let me tell you. If he was 2% owned, I wouldn't be on this rant, but he is 8.2% owned. Like, what is going on? Come on. Yeah, that'll change. That'll change when we get closer. That's probably people opening up the app and goes, oh, Luke Brooks left Tigers, didn't he? Sweet. I'll throw him in. Um, but that'll that'll change. Um, so I'm very heated. I'm very heated. <laughs> going to cool off. Uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita, I mean, look, as much as I'd love to talk about him, I don't think that's really worth talking about. Um, Braden Trindle, we know Nico's going to be the guy there still. Like, yeah, Braden Trindle might take the fifth tackle kick option every now and again, or he might get the ball on the left edge a little bit, but we know it's Nico's show. So you're just taking the guy that's going to have the ball once a set, I think. Uh, he was also, he's also, about. he's also priced at what he averaged with Nico on the side. Like if you look at when yeah. Trindle and Hines put together, he is priced bang on. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, not keen. Uh, Matty Burton. I mean, are we, are we buying into the Bulldogs, Matt Burton hype that we had last year? And I, I agree. I'll put my hand up. That was me. I, I thought Matt Burton was going to have a cracker year last year. Um, I assume but, we were all on Adam Dewey train until he got injured though. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I had him doing. Yeah, yeah, which is disappointing. But anyway, um, I'm not looking at Matt Burton. Uh, is there a, is there a world where we get what we expected from him last year, Matty? Like, can it can he mm. be that that 65 70 point scorer? I think Bulldogs are two years away from being two years away. Still, um, I we will have a clear heads up when Maddie Burton makes the next step and we can make a move then. Um, but right now I'm not starting the year with Maddie Burton. Does he even goal kick? That's the big thing. Like there's no guarantee yeah. goal kicks as well. And his value presents itself at five, eight, not halfback. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. And uh, we talked about SJ and Tyron Wishart. We'd, uh, we'd probably. Uh, Tyron Wishart. Yeah. He's in 5% of teams. What is going on? Yeah, it's wild. Wild, wild super coaching going on here. What is happening? Um, that the only other two guys, I mean, Jerome Hughes is another guy that we'll probably look at at some point in the season when the storm draw frees up. Um, he always finds his way in Origin. a team. A bit like DCE, Jerome Hughes. Uh, you went on a Jerome Hughes run, didn't you, last year, Matty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was through Origin due to his accent. Um, I just, he becomes serviceable through that period. Um, I'm not actually sure if last year was the year I went Jerome Hughes because I think I went Mitchell Moses ex- just thinking not in a million years he'd get picked for origin because there's still Nico Hines. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if last year was the year, but every year I seem to get Jerome Hughes around that origin period. So, And are people that play fantasy, Josh, also just making a super coach team and throwing Jamal Fogarty in there? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no fog fog is definitely a a fantasy player not a super coach player um also i was just doing a little bit of thinking on jerome hughes i've played super coach since 2015 i've never owned jerome hughes not oh. once ever never he's never been in my side um and manu was the same until like last year when he got five eighth jewel i'm pretty sure as well so um in saying that though like hughes there is an option like we spoke about pappenhausen being that perfect round eight trade-in when their draw like dra- drastically opens up from round nine, I think it is here. They have uh, the Titans and then a bunch of other scrubs on the NRL app. So it's a little bit slow, but yeah, from round nine, their draw opens up dramatically, which is um, a nice time to downgrade before origin. When the, if you, if you did want to play a head to head route and you were looking to picking up some cheap wins over the origin period, but um, Hughes not keen on Fogarty 
definitely not from a from a super coach standpoint. Super coach is all about attack and and making tries happen. And, and fantasy is just about hey, can he kick for eight hundred meters a game? Because that's sweet. I think is it the Jack Whiten's left now. Fogarty's the only guy that can really do anything on this team. I I actually think that Raiders. I'm sorry, Brent. Um, I think the Raiders are actually going to be a bottom four team this year. So yes. I'm I'm very concerned that there just won't be any attack for anyone. No, and it's it's a case of it's a case of like now that there is not much presenting itself. The the talk is that Jaden Campbell is still not training with the first team, and we're nearly a month away from the season. And Sini is lighting it up at fullback, and they have a buy in round two. I don't think we see Campbell until round three, which yeah. then makes Ko Weeks even more essential. And then, do you really want to be having fucking Jamal Foggy and Ko Weeks in your side? Like, it's just and like, Ethan and, Strange, and you're gonna have and Ethan Strange Savage. and probably Savage, and maybe uh, the other one, the other center getting around, uh, Chevy Stewart. Like, do you really want to have all these like, and Danny Levi, of course, like a staple, and, and Hudson Young, of course. Like, we're just gonna have like twelve Raiders in our side. <laughs> I love how you bought into the Hudson Young agenda as well. It's I, it I was yeah, welcome. You're welcome. I think I have. To, I think it's just it's just mandatory. Like I tried to fight it for as long as I could, um, but it's just ingrained in me. Just embrace it. Forever um, young. We've heard that once too many. Um, <laughs> Boys, I mean, look, we've, we've managed to do 55 minutes, to be fair, in a, in a yeah, podcast well. where there's two clear options. Um, so we've done all really, right. Really, that's done that's all right. 50 minutes. That's 50 minutes too long, really. <laughs> 50 minutes of dribble, to be fair. Um, but there'll be a fair bit more to talk about in the 5.8 pod that'll be coming up next. There's a maybe, I mean, I don't really love 5.8 either, but fuck, I tell you what, Center Wing's going to be a very, very I, long. I honestly so. think we could have pumped out Halfback and 5.8 in about 20 minutes. But Center yeah, we Wing, we'll make up for it in Center Wing because that's going to be... We, Probably longer than two RF. It will be. It will be. It might Guys, be an audio book. It's. I was gonna say it's. It's no Den and Kemp seven hour um season review, but it it it'll get close. Because I crack. Because I will make sure that I bring up all my videos and posts. I have. I had a Greg Marzu last year about how he was the guy, and then everyone laughed at me when he wasn't named round one because he had like a foot issue or some shit. And then I I didn't buy into the hype either. But yeah, Greg Marzu will teach you heavily. Man, love absolutely. Yep. For sure. Uh, as well, Hamiso, Tabuai, Fado, I'm, I'm sure, because I've seen Maddie's team, and there'll be a lot of that going on, I think. Um, but we're not talking center wings now. We'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. Guys, don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, review. Do all those things for us. We would appreciate the love. Join the Discord as well. Plenty of good chat happening in there. You can also become an Insight Unlimited member. It'll only cost you about 25 bucks for the whole year. You get access to all the different sports in the Discord as well as access to our thoughts, draft rankings, and a ton of other cool stuff across NBA, BBL, NBL, and uh, AFL as well. So jump in there. And uh, guys, get involved in the Insight Supercoach World Cup. I'm actually really excited about that one because uh we're going to be able to see who the best super coacher is in the world and i don't have many good ideas but uh when they do come through they're generally one. okay so it's yeah, a it's, it's, a, it's a wide rate. it's a wide it's a wide net we cast this one has delivered for sure so get involved in that jump in the discord or if you have questions about the world cup itself just hop in the hop in our dms and we'll give you direction on where to go that'll do guys uh thanks for joining us it's been another episode of the insight nrl show we'll see you next episode for the five eights catch you later Cheerio. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 